Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. But let's talk to somebody who knows a whole lot about this. My great friend Kevin Warsh. He's a former Federal Reserve Board member himself currently a visiting fellow at the Hoover Institution, teaches some school at the Stanford uh, Business School, if I'm not mistaken. So, Kevin Warsh, Happy New Year. Thanks for coming on. Hey, Larry. Uh, thanks very much for having me. You're the hardest working man in this business. I talk to you at all hours of the day and now on Saturdays. <laughs> right. so, what the heck? I love the work. So, hey, Kevin, um, I had uh, our friend Stephen Mnuchin. Uh, was on the show, uh, the TV show, uh, on Tuesday, I think. And he kind of put the wood to the Fed. Um, he said they're behind the curve. Um, they shouldn't have run um, easy money, zero interest rates, negative. We got negative real. We have negative 7% real uh, Fed funds rate with a 3.9% unemployment rate. Uh, Ed Hyman, uh, very you know widely followed Wall Street economist, uh, talking about all the huge money creation and reserve injections by the Fed. They're running an emergency policy. The emergency is far, far from far, far over, and they're still doing it. And um, I know you've been a critic, and I know you've written in the Wall Street Journal op-ed pieces and so forth. So what's going to happen here? What should happen here? So, uh, Larry, I've been a critic for a long time, including, I have to admit, when Secretary Mnuchin was the Treasury Secretary of the United States. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> so, 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 so this inflation problem has been chasing the Fed for years at the speed of a turtle, and it somehow <laughs> caught them unaware. So these, problem, these problems are long in the making, Larry. Um, but, I, but I agree with, with your lead, which is 2021 will go down as a year in which the Fed really made deep and dangerous uh, uh, problems, bad decisions in the conduct of monetary policy. And in 21 and 22, the American people are going to pay the price of the most regressive tax of them all, and that's this 7% inflation you're talking about. Um, they projected a year ago that inflation in, at the end of 2021 would be 1.8%. It's more than triple that. And they're using the same models to project at the end of 2022, it'll be 2.6%. Like you, I wouldn't bet on that. Yes, that's really, you know, um, so one of the smart guys inside the Fed is Jim Bullard. And in his own diplomatic way, uh, I think he's trying to move the ball. He says, God, they should start raising rates in March. I think they should start raising their target rate right now. Because the longer they wait, I mean, uh, Mnuchin is right at one point. They are behind the eight ball. They're way behind the eight ball. So the longer they wait, the harder it's going to be. And, Kevin, I guess one worry is that the inflation rate is actually going to get worse, not better. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. The longer they wait, the fewer choices they have. And ultimately, if they want to bring inflation back to 2%, to anything like price stability, 
by waiting so long and continuing to to compound their mistake, they're going to make what they have to do to offset it even more, higher interest rates than would otherwise be needed, mm-hmm. pulling the punch bowl away with a, with a much sterner uh, hangover the next morning. So it's really dangerous. And like you, I think they, they, they've missed opportunities. But just to be provocative, as I, as I normally try to be in clear with you, uh, they've got a meeting at the end of January. You and I said this on your TV show before their December meeting. I'll say it again. They need to go cold turkey at the meeting the end of January. They need to say, as of today or the end of the month of January, we are done buying assets. Right now, Larry, they find themselves in the craziest position I've ever heard of. They are buying assets and increasing the balance sheet, which is just making policy even looser, driving inflation even higher. At the same point, they're leaking to the Wall Street Journal and putting in their minutes that they're going to be shrinking their balance sheet very soon. So one hand is pushing in one direction, the other in the other. It is it is incoherent. And more important, it's really dangerous for the economy, especially for people that don't own financial assets that are suffering from this inflation. I think it was you and your uh, recent op-ed piece in the journal. The Fed has enabled all of this government spending, and that really is the root source of inflation. Yeah, that's right. Our, our, you know, our, our, our friend and, and longtime colleague, Milton Friedman, would say that inflation was, is and always was a monetary phenomenon. But I think if Milton were with us today, Larry, now that he sees that the distinction between what Congress is spending and what the Fed is purchasing, I think he'd put a big asterisk next to that and say, it's monetary and fiscal policy today because the Fed is enabling and monetizing this debt. And so I do not believe we would have this explosion of debt if the Fed hadn't been the dominant purchaser of these Treasury securities. And that has given members of Congress, frankly, on both sides, an opportunity to spend money because they've got a a willing purchaser just in the next building over. And like you, I think that this, this doesn't end well, though we've never run this experiment, so it's hard to know exactly when it does end. Well, you know, I'm interested. I was, there's been a lot of talk now. Um, there's going to be a soft landing, Kevin, a soft landing. Um, so I've been around quite some time watching the Fed. I actually started my whole career in open market operations at the New York Fed. Um, God, that's like almost 50 years ago. Anyway, you think there's going to be a soft landing? I have my doubts. I mean, you and I are great optimists, pal. And yeah. I would say they've made a soft landing here very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, in the post-war era, when the Fed is this far behind and has to raise rates, there is zero positive experiences, meaning in all cases it led to a recession. And they are further behind the curve. They can't even see the curve on this racetrack, Larry. Mm-hmm. But I think the soft landing is, is very hard. And to be to give them just a touch of credit – I think if you read the minutes they put out uh, just uh, in the middle of this past week, those minutes minutes read to me as though they are fully panicked, they are alarmed, and they now know they are way behind. And that's why I think they're quite, quite disturbed. And I think they're going to be as aggressive as they can be to try to put inflation back in the bottle. But I fear it's too late, and I fear as though they're going to be tightening policy as quickly as they can so long as the world doesn't implode on them, 
but they've made it such that financial markets especially are going to be quite sensitive. And if they move uh, faster than markets permit, someone's going to have to blink here. And my guess is uh, Chairman Powell and his colleagues are the ones who blink. You know, in addition to ending QE in J- right away at the next meeting, Kevin, what about a, a 50 basis point hike in the Fed funds rate? I think given where they are, I think they actually need to surprise markets with just that sort of remedy. So I would do it in sequence, Larry. I would first say I'm going cold turkey on these asset purchases. We are not going to try to loosen policy when we're at full employment and we're running at a massive inflation rate. And then because I think they have coddled markets, coddled the economy, Mm -hmm. emboldened this inflation, I think a surprise of 50 basis points might be just what the doctor ordered. And in some ways, you need to surprise markets and convince them and businesses that you're taking this inflation thing seriously. And I know the new gang at the Federal Reserve says, oh, you never want to surprise markets. But I think they need to jolt expectations back down. And a 50 basis point move might be part of the way you do that. Yeah, you have to have a little shock value here at some point. And I know that institutionally, they'll probably resist that. But it just seems to me you need a wake up call. Because yeah. right now, you, you need a wake-up call to businesses that are raising prices. You need a wake-up call to the workforce, which is demanding higher wages. In other words, it may you got to stop it from getting embedded in long-run inflation expectations, don't you? Yeah, you got it. Expectations are what they think is the everything about inflation. And expectations among consumers and businesses are now embedded in the price formation process. Big companies are taking cost increases, and they're raising and improving their margins. That's the story of earnings per share for the biggest companies in the S&P 500. Mm. They need to stop that. And so a little shock and awe here is going to be necessary. They need to jolt it. And again, the longer they sit on their hands and act as if this is a normal cycle, there's going to be more of a pain trade at the end of this. You know, Larry Summers, quote, unquote, our friend, um, he kind of got this right. I say he got it right one time in a row. He's uh, he's now saying that um, dealing with inflation is going to lead to recession. Yeah, I mean, it really shows how far the conduct of policy has gone to the aggressive left that Larry actually does seem quite moderate here. And you and I I have said to each other a few times Uh, privately, and now we can uh, say publicly, just because Larry Summers says it says it doesn't make it untrue. Larry's got this one right. Larry's got this one right, and uh, and and you and I are big enough men to agree with him. Yeah, no, absolutely. I give him a lot of credit. Uh, he's Summers and Mansion. They've both done pretty well this year, two Democrats. <laughs> Kevin Warsh, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Um, we'll talk soon as this story unfolds. All right, thanks, pal. Look Happy forward New to year. it. You bet. Happy.